This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. A big story last week was uh, what happened at the University of Calgary and uh, people on campus really disturbed by these apparently 40 or so anti-Muslim posters that went up around campus uh, in widespread condemnation of that. Now, Now, fresh on the heels of that, another disturbing incident from over the weekend where an Islamic center was was vandalized, was broken into. Uh, joining us to talk a bit more about what happened and whether there was an intent to, to send a message or to intimidate here, uh, Jill Croto from Global News is uh, chasing the story today. Good afternoon, Jill. Good afternoon, Rob. All right, so wh- where's this Islamic center? It's in the community of Queensland. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so this happened, we think, then sometime late Friday, early Saturday. That's correct. Late Friday evening, uh, the the community member had noticed that, um, you know, something was awry when he went there for the evening prayer. And not only had the window been smashed, but inside was thrown a burnt copy of the Quran and a really uh, hateful, personal, sort of calculated message, which is, you know, which kind of levels up the disturbing level. I mean, sometimes we hear about this graffiti vandalism. We think, oh, it's just some bored kids who, who don't really understand the meaning of these kind of racist and, and anti-Muslim comments, um, but this seems um, very deliberate, which is, you know, kind of leveled up the concern of the Muslim community. Well, to, to burn a Quran is is another way of, of sending a message, right? And and then to, to couple mm-hmm. that with, with a letter, I mean, it's, it seems that there was a pretty clear intent to this. I mean, have you seen the letter? Do we know any more about what specifically it said? No, I mean it's in the it's in the hands now of the Calgary Police Service, and, and they say that they're they're looking at it, and and it was quite um, direct in, in that it was targeting Muslims and then very hateful messages, and they've also got the burned copy of the Quran, um, I guess you know hoping for any traces of of evidence to see. So I haven't actually seen this letter, or I guess you know a lot of the community members and people who have read it don't really want it you know published for you know fear of it it just kind of validating itself and kind of putting it out there and, and sort of re-triggering sort of some of these hateful messages. Right. But, I mean, it, it seems pretty clear this wasn't any kind of personal beef that somebody didn't like somebody else. I mean, this this seems to be, um, well, what might be described as a hate crime, very much targeted mm-hmm. at people because of their religion and not anything else. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, th- there was no mistaking that. Um, you know, and, and this is, I, I mean, and th- there might just be this small pocket of, of, of this group um, in this area. I mean, you, you may remember earlier in, in the summer, um, the, the Queensland Junior High School, which is not even that, that uh far from this Islamic center, I mean, was targeted on two separate occasions with spray-painted, you know, anti-Syrian messages and, you know, derogatory remarks against uh, Premier Trudeau. So, I mean, these are things that have happened, you know, that aren't necessarily specific to the community of Queensland, but certainly it has been happening, um, perhaps by optics, more frequently. Well, and, and I know last week police had said, you know, these, these posters at the University of Calgary, they're ugly, they're offensive, but they're not hate crimes. Uh, are, are they treating this, though, as, as though it's a hate crime? 
it's very hard to prove, um, you know, that there was some willful intent, um, you know, behind these hate crimes. I mean, you know, to the general public, I mean, we see it and we say, well, absolutely, that's a hate crime. That, that was direct. It was targeted. Um, but it's much more complex um, when it comes to the police investigation. I mean, they will say it's being investigated as a hate crime, whether or not, you know, those hate crime charges can be laid at the end of the day or, or even if they're going to be able to, to track these perpetrators. I mean, some of these even incidents that um, I referenced earlier about these spray painting, this graffiti, this vandalism, I mean, they had surveillance video. So, you know, they, they, they had sort of the smoking gun that, you know, you hope for and, and still no arrests in that case. You know, there were no surveillance cameras at this Islamic center. There were no witnesses. I mean, this is sort of just, you know, uh, they're on a wing and a prayer hoping to hoping to, to track these perpetrators. So to actually find the person is, is the first challenge and secondarily to prove that it was, in fact, a hate crime. And so what are people at the mosque saying? How, how rattled by this are they? I mean, they're, they're absolutely frustrated and devastated, you know, that, that this community seems to be um, seen as, as, you know, very divisive and, and, and you know, it's, uh, it's an us and them. Um, but, you know, in their sort of peaceful nature of their culture, you know, say they, they, they don't want retaliation, retribution, revenge of, of any kind. Um, they see it more as an opportunity for dialogue. And, and they also recognize that, you know what, maybe this is just one pocket, one isolated, one uneducated person. Um, you know, when we were there at, um, you know, taking some footage of the area, there was a, an elderly couple that had walked down there um, hoping to offer their most sincere condolences um, to the people who were at this Islamic center. They offered, you know, can we help pay for the damages? Can we help clean up the damages? What can we do to sort of bridge this gap? And they really wanted to prove, you know, this isn't a representation of our entire community. We stand yeah. beside you. And, and I thought that that was quite, you know, touching um, that there's this whole other swell on the other side of this community wanting to have a dialogue and wanting to bridge these gaps rather than, um, you know, further creating rifts. Indeed. Yeah, disturbing case. I guess we'll, we'll see what police decide to do with it. Uh, Jill Moore tonight uh, on Global News and uh, appreciate the update here. You bet. All right. Jill Curteau with uh, Global News following this story today. So this uh, Islamic Center down in Queensland in the southeast uh, broken into late Friday. Uh, a burnt Koran left lying inside. It's unclear whether someone brought a Koran specifically to burn it or if one was taken from within the center. And uh, what's described as a, a disturbing and offensive letter left behind. I guess it's going to be up to police to determine or to decide whether to release that letter or, or segments of the letter. I think they should. Uh, I think we, we should know what it says so we can understand the full scope of the story. Right, just like those posters last week at the University of Calgary. Right, they were ugly. They were offensive. They contained some pretty nasty language. Right, I know some news agencies, when showing them, chose to, to blur out the F words. Uh, but I do think it's still worth showing people so they can understand the story, so they can see for themselves what these posters said. And they can judge for themselves right, just, just how offensive they are. Or to try to understand or, or empathize with what, you know, Muslim students at the university must have felt when they saw those. So I think to that, that same end, I think there's a case to be made for releasing this letter, but at least showing the public what it said, what kind of hateful words are being directed at, at these people. So again, we can, we can empathize with them and, and what they encountered when arriving at their, their Islamic center. But it is disturbing.
Uh, no doubt about it. And I think there's, there's no way to justify this. There's no way to call it anything other than it is. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that this sort of thing would, would be happening in Calgary. And it does, I, I think, give the city a bit of a black eye. I mean, it's encouraging to see other people stepping forward to say, look, how can we help? Reaching out and saying, you know, look, this, this doesn't represent the city. You know, we're a diverse city. And we respect uh, the, the freedoms that we all enjoy. And that's the, the freedom to, to worship as we see fit. This is disturbing. Let's take a break here. We're going to come back at some time for your calls, your text here in this half hour, a few of the stories to get to. 403-974-8255. That's 403-974-TALK. It's Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.